You're listening to the Happy Hour with Nick Sainert. This is the House of Learned Doctors. And Enrique Alvarez Cleary. As your eyes shut, I'm going to punch you square in the face. On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Welcome in to the Happy Hour, 93.7 The Ticket, theticketfm.com. We're back. Um, getting ready to talk more sports. Um, to answer, let's see, where was it? Uh, somebody asked Nick who what is... Channel? Well, yeah, what channel? So um, it's on Fox Sports 1, not Fox. Fox Sports 1, FS1 at 6 p.m. tonight. So uh, it'll be between uh, Japan and the U.S. at 6 p.m. on FS1. Somebody asked uh, wh- who is the player from Omaha, Omaha pitcher, on here. Right? It's Yeah, it's Adam Jason, is, I believe is his name. He he pitches for the Tampa Bay Rays, but he's from uh, Omaha, Nebraska. So pretty cool connection there as as well. Woo-hoo. Let's let's talk about Husker football really quickly here in, in the next couple minutes. It's going to be somewhat of a quicker segment. But busy, busy and... and f- Exciting recruiting weekend ahead for Nebraska football. And here's, I found an article by The Athletic. Um, Ari Wasserman of The Athletic tw- or, uh, wrote this article saying, and it's headlined, This upcoming weekend, Nebraska is hosting what seems to be an excellent, excellent list of visitors, the likes of which I have not seen in my 20 years as covering college football. Is this what a typical recruiting looks like for the Ohio States, Alabamas, and Georgias? Um, and Ari continues by saying, not to rain on your parade, but I've seen official visitors lists that are 10 deep with five-star prospects at Ohio State, Alabama, and Georgia. Well, geez. But that isn't a reason not to get hyped up about what Nebraska is doing. There's a big fish out there, obviously, Dylan Riola. Mm-hmm. And now here's the kicker. Ari goes on to say that what he has been told is that when Riola visited USC on March 4th, there was lots of speculation that he would wind up playing for Lincoln Riley. Um, I'm not sure I'm ready to punt on the idea that Rule will get this big recruitment done. In fact, I'd bet on it. Riola already visited Nebraska earlier this spring, will return this weekend, and is expected to come for the spring game in April. I've been covering recruiting for a long time, and sometimes everything you need to know about a prospect's lean is out there with how much of an effort that player makes it or makes to get to that specific campus. We talk about so so off of that, mm-hmm. we know that Dylan Riola has been to Georgia now six times. Yes. He has visited Athens, Georgia six times. Officially, unofficially, all that stuff. Yeah. Last the most recent one coming last weekend. Mm-hmm. With the cool all white jerseys. Very clean. Very clean. So nice. White, all white needs to happen. All white jerseys with white helmets need to happen for yes. Nebraska. But when we look at the recruiting potential for this weekend, you see all of the stars and all of the high-level talent, high-rated recruits around him, right? And going off of that, the effort to get to campus, whether that's for the the, the guys' trip that he took with, with Dominic and mm-hmm. Dayton, to come to the Nebraska basketball game where he threw the bones and everybody freaked mm-hmm. out. Hang out with Uncle. Hang out with Uncle Donovan. Or now where he's coming this weekend and also coming April 22nd for the spring game. This is shaping up to be a very crucial couple of weeks in the recruitment of Dylan Riola. It's a massive two months. 
Not e- I, I wouldn't even go as long as two months. I, I, I would say it's a massive. Yeah, not even two months. Well, I, month, I would say because well, a say, month from tomorrow is the know, spring game. But I would say you know he visited before. I would say that this month they've still you know I I, I don't know the dead periods or whatever. But yeah. I would say that this month they've kept in contact with him. They they've got him visiting this weekend. After he leaves, they'll keep in contact with him when he comes back for the spring game. I would just say that the entire two months, although it is going to be less than a month when he visits this weekend and uh, when the spring game uh, begins, and he'll be here again on campus. But this is a massive two months in terms of communication with Dylan and this coaching staff because obviously you're not just talking to him when he comes to campus. You're talking to him every day that you can trying to gauge you know how he's feeling and 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 what his thoughts are on the university and his thoughts on other universities you know just just how he's doing that day you just want to just get to know him even more and make him feel at home and make him feel like uh you're all one big happy family so i I would say that these two months including the visits are massive for nebraska because you're obviously putting on your best face when he is here on campus but when he's not here you're still you still have to keep in constant contact with them because you know Georgia, USC, Oregon, whatever other universities are doing just that. So on top of that, from a from a program program standpoint, we, we got a couple questions on the text line we'll get to. Qdoba guy asks, is this the most important recruiting visit of the last 15 years? Not going back as far as 15, in the last 5 or 10, I would say probably yes, because of when you factor in the possibility of it, the likelihood, um, the also the potential, also where your program is at in year one of a head coach. Uh, and Austin and I kind of talked about this yesterday when I filled in for Strick on the Block, that if now with Danny, Daniel Kalen going to Missouri and not sitting around, understandably and rightfully so, not mm-hmm. sitting around and waiting for, for Dylan Riola to dictate Dan, Daniel Kalen's decision, this becomes a much bigger fish than it already was. And it was huge. Oh yeah, and and so you're sitting here going, how great is it, and how spectacular will it be if they garner the commitment of Dylan Riola? But as a Nebraska fan and understanding what everybody has been through within this program over the last X amount of years, that scary and 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 frightening thought of oh no, what does it mean if they don't? What does it mean for the rest of the recruiting class? Mm-hmm. What does it mean for your quarterback situation? That's two cycles what, if you don't get him. What? Yeah, exactly. And, and you passed up once. Not passed up. I don't want to use that word because they actually they they passed the staff at the time passed up on Zane Flores. You didn't pass up on Daniel Kalen. You just had a bigger opportunity. They were in contact with him, just not as I don't. Okay, we can't really speak on. Wait, it wait, wait, we don't wait, actually wait, know. Wait, contact with who? Kalen. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to say Zane Flores. No, no, no. Come on now. No, they they tried. That didn't work. They were in contact with Kalen. Let me reiterate. Let me reiterate. Mickey Joseph and Matt Rule tried. They they tried. They tried. Not the, yeah, whatever. Everybody knows. Okay. Um, They were in contact with Daniel Kalen, but I don't know, and I can't speak on the staff's recruiting efforts in terms of landing Kalen instead of landing Riola. You know what they all have put into landing Dylan Riola because you've seen the pictures. In terms of Kalen, the in-state quarterback, you didn't see the same you didn't see the social yeah. media well, focus on on Daniel Kalen like you did with Dylan Riola. I mean, you've got coaches posting pictures in Arizona, yeah. posting pictures uh, there and you've got people knowing, "Oh, they're flying here, they're doing this, they're doing that." But in terms of visiting Bellevue West and talking to Daniel Kalen, there wasn't as much focus on that. So I don't know if they were 
visiting him as often as they were visiting Raiola. You would think that they could, considering it's only an hour away, but we didn't get all of the social media focus on Kalen as we did with Raiola. Now, I will also say, in terms of, of biggest recruiting weekends in the last X amount of years, the the one that always sticks out to in my mind... Mike Riley. Mike Riley, the, the Oct- I think it was October 7th was the date of the Wisconsin game. It was a blackout in Memorial Stadium, and you had Brendan Radley-Hiles, Micah Parsons was in town, and that was at the moment where Bookie it wasn't... was committed. Yeah, yes, yes, and because he decommitted on Halloween that year, if I remember correctly. But then... It was when it was clear you have, that Riley was getting fired. Well, on this day, on October 7th against Wisconsin, a game that I want to say, I mean, Nebraska lost... Um, 38 to 17 this game. And Jonathan Taylor ran for 25 carries for 250 yards was and that, two touchdowns. Was that the one where they had the pick six right before halftime? Um, no, no. Okay. No. Um, surprisingly enough. So at, at the end of the third quarter, it was a seven point ball game. Then Wisconsin outscored Nebraska in the fourth quarter, 14 to zero, um, on two, Yard, or excuse me, two uh, rushing touchdowns. Tanner Lee goes 16 of 32 for a touchdown and a pick. Mm-hmm. Alex Hornibrook goes 9 of 17 for 113 yards for Wisconsin. Anyway, you had, you had like Micah Parsons, Brendan Radley-Hiles. You had Cam Brown, who was originally committed from the St. Louis area, ended up going to Ohio State after he decommitted. Um, there was uh, Chase Williams, who ended up going to USC after he was committed. Um, you had TJ Pledger, mm. who was on that visit as well. He ended up going to Oklahoma, then transferring to Utah. He was a running back in that class. Because him so, and Buki were best friends. Because friends. they went, yeah, exactly. So when you look at, I guess, magnitude, that weekend sh- stacked up pretty pretty high up there. Unfortunately, I, I don't think it lives up to this weekend. No. And, and that's something that Brian Munson said yesterday on the block as well. Well, so, I think it's even bigger because there's no game. This is just this yeah. That, is just that's a that's what's junior that's day. what's more interesting is that since it's a junior day with it being a junior day, um, it, it, I, I mean, think that makes it more impressive because it's not you're not coming into town to get you know taken around during a game day atmosphere and see all that. You're coming into town mm-hmm. just on a weekend in the mid, in in the middle of March yeah. to to tour around campus, tour around the town, and then get to get to hang out in in Memorial Stadium if it's good enough weather or or in the training facility. So I think that makes this one even bigger. So we got to go to break here in a second. Um, somebody, a lot of people don't like the idea of all white uniforms. They said um, Darren says we aren't Texas, and I get that. I don't want to be Texas. AJ says Nebraska has a bad record in all whites. You might be right, but the one game, the trademark game that I always think about in the all-whites is at Fresno State. It was a really late game. I want to say it like kicked off at like 9.30 p.m. Mm-hmm. And it was on CBS Sports Network, I Amir believe. Abdullah. And Amir Abdullah, Jordan Westerkamp, uh, DeMornay Pearsonell, Tommy Armstrong, all that that team, uh, they beat Fresno State by like 35. It was like 55 to 20 or something like that. Took the opening kickoff. Yes, so um, I, I think it's I think it's going to be interesting to uh, to see the power. Yeah, see AJ follows up with the powerhouse of Fresno State. AJ, they still kicked butt. Doesn't matter. Nah, still but no. won. I get it. They just look fresh. They just look fresh. Let's get to break. When we come back, uh, Austin and Strick will join for the crossover. Download our app by searching 93.7 The Ticket in your app store to stay in touch and listen all day long wherever you are. 
More of the happy hour is next on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.